Hello everyone, this is Chris and I'd like to welcome you to this conversation about your Kundalini awakening or activation experiences. And this will also cover uh, the spiritual emergencies. This will cover ascension symptoms and, and many of the other uh, phrases that say the MDs will put out there, the, the spiritual emergencies or, or people who are unfamiliar with Kundalini will call it an ascension symptom. This covers it all. Anything that is kundalini and authentically true kundalini, this is what we're talking about this evening. And so welcome, welcome. I'm going to start with, with what the kundalini does and what it is. And kundalini is the dormant force at the base of the spine. Uh, it resides in the base of the spine uh, for the lifetime of an individual, if that person is not going to activate their kundalini, uh, if the person does activate their kundalini, well, then it's going to follow a very specific route up the spine. And you may hear some traffic noise over here, so that's just what it is, traffic noise. Um, as it follows the spinal column, which houses the spinal cord, which houses the chitrini channel, the chitrini channel, is the channel that is a very, very, very thin channel that goes from the tip of the tailbone up through the spine and branches out at the top of the, of the seventh chakra, the crown chakra, the top of the head, the fontanelle. And this is, this is the freeway of the Kundalini. This is, this is where it will move itself up, it will move itself down, very much like a a, uh, a mercury uh, line on a thermometer. It'll move up, it'll move down, it'll move up, it'll move down. And as it moves up and down in these various functions, it's corresponding with specific levels of evolutionary behaviors by the individual. Evolutionary behaviors such as a spiritual practice. And here we, of course, we, we have our own spiritual practice that we're, that we're advocating for Kundalini, which are the Kundalini Awakening Safeties. And you can go to www.kundalinisafeties.com forward slash ES. And you can reach those, and I suggest you practice them twice a day, especially if you already have the activation going and you're not quite sure you know, how to keep it in a safe and sane, balanced fashion. This is what you do. Now, as the Kundalini travels up the spine and it begins to, to flower within the individual. As you can see here, a level of energy will collect at the top of the person's head, at the top of the crown chakra. And this, this rendition on this, on this head right here is extremely accurate. Uh, and, and you may have seen this in other religious artifacts, you know, throughout your experience on the internet or through magazines or on television or in the movies. This, is a kundalini awakened head. And I'm gonna bring it closer for you so you can get a look at it here. This is a kundalini awakened head, okay? Each of these little, those little bumps there, right right here and there, that represents a, in the Sanskrit term, that represents a petal, okay? And they call this the thousand petal lotus. And each of these petals, has a very specific function within the energetic anatomy of a, of a person. 
as, and as I mentioned before, as the Kundalini is going up and going down and beginning to evolve the different levels of the endocrine system and the autonomic system and the different nervous systems and the muscular system, skeletal system, uh, respiratory system, all of the living functional systems within the human being, uh, as the Kundalini is modifying that towards a more divine expression, you know, as that is occurring, these petals are, are being exposed. These petals are forming on the top of the person's head. Okay. Now you may not see my cone. You know, you may, you know, because it's not going to, because it's of an energetic quality. A person that can see energy could po possibly see my cone, but it, it very much corresponds with the outlines on this head. Give you a look at the back there. Very much following a hairline, if you still have hair. And uh, <laughs> if you don't have the hair, it will follow the hairline here. See, so I don't have hair right here, but, but you can still feel it going straight across, around the ears, down, and, and possibly down along the sideburn area too. And uh, this, this is corresponding with the golden helmet, which I've done a, another video all about the golden helmet. And uh, this corresponds directly with that. The golden helmet is the stimulation of the crown chakra. Uh, at the beginning of the activation, a person will feel like they're wearing a hat all the time. Okay. And, uh, or you feel like you have a bowl over your head. That's one of the other signs and symptoms of, of the golden helmet within the Kundalini context. So this is what happens at the beginning of the activation stage. As the awakening comes through and as, as the activation is formed and formulated towards greater advancement of the energetic anatomy, well then that's when a huge level of energy will, will develop at the, at the tailbone and will come up in a rapid succession, a spinal sweep coming straight up, out the top of the head and coming around. Okay, And uh, you know many, many people talk about this uh, you know, they, they read about it uh, in, you know, different New Age magazines or things like that, but it's very different to experience it. To experience this is to literally step into the divine presence and to have that divine presence step into you. And it's here, it hits you here in the heart, hits you here in the uh, sixth chakra, the third eye, and it hits you here on the top of the crown. And it's very, very, very beautiful, very, very blissful, very pleasing, uh, pleasurable, amazing, exciting. Use what term that you need in the language that you speak. But whatever words you use will not come even close to the actual reality of how it is. Kundalini is beyond our understandings of, on a physical egoic level. And, Living on this world right now, you know, as we live in the different social environments, we're, well, these social environments are composed of egocentric choices and decisions and, and uh, platitudes and, and expressions. And, and so, you know, when you're coming from, an, from a society based upon ego and, uh, and coming into a, a, an experience of the magnitude of Kundalini, well, there's, there's a bit of a contrast going on there. And I, I have to tell you that the ego will resist. 
this amazing experience. It will. It will resist the Kundalini in a way that allows uh, a level of, of disturbance to occur within the individual. Uh, this, this will happen for a certain amount of time unless the, the person gets some information. So if you're watching this, this video right now and you're collecting this information and say you're going to some of the other videos that are being given, uh, the power that you have is the power of knowledge, the power of information. And as that power of knowledge and information infuses your body, it brings you into an awareness of what is occurring and therefore it's no longer the fear of the unknown that can come in and begin to, to uh, sway you off the path or put you into a, a, a panic where you run off you know, to the ER and, and uh, submit yourself to the ministrations of MD that do not understand or know or acknowledge what Kundalini is. Okay, they'll just think you're having a panic attack. And they'll give you some drugs to calm that down and, and then send you home and, you know, try to get you addicted to SSRIs or some other calming, tranquilizing, you know, medicine. I suggest you avoid that path. Give yourself the information. Listen to this, what this video is telling you. Uh, so as the Kundalini you know, continues its activation sequence within the individual, the activation part is very important because it drives a person to do very specific things. It drives the person to better themselves. It drives the person to be non-judgmental, to be compassionate, to be service-oriented, to be honest to a fault truthful with a capital T and you know the sacred mother which is the the uh, Shakti Sanskrit word for mother would be Shakti uh, and it's not because I'm, I'm not dipping into Hinduism here I don't really have a religion if I have any religion it's that of the Kundalini itself the consciousness of Kundalini the the, uh, the enlightenment of Kundalini the what the Christians will call Christ consciousness uh, uh, the, the, the Hindu will call uh, uh, the, the awakened Saraswara. I mean, the, name the culture and they'll have their word for the awakened Kundalini uh, within their populations. So, so as you're driven to improve yourself, to, to get out of bed and exercise and get those kids ready for school and to, to bring a level of excellence into your life, constant, consistent, day by day, hour by hour, excellence into your life. This is what the activation will bring to you. And as, as you mix that in with your spiritual practice of the safeties or, or whatever other uh, spiritual practice that you're, that you're uh, partaking of that allows a, 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 an energetic generative experience to be, to be had by you while the kundalini within you is, is promoting you and, and driving you towards this perfection. Well, that will bond with the kundalini. The kundalini will bond with it, and that will drive you towards further and further and further towards that big, huge spinal sweep that I mentioned earlier. The activation is really a, 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 a very important part of this process, an extremely important part of the process, and it's something that you want to really be aware of uh, as you as you begin to experience the kundalini, say you've gone to a guru and the guru is giving you shakti pot, great. And so you know, 
start practicing the safeties anyway. Because it's not going to hurt you, and it will definitely help you, and it will definitely help the society around you because of the honesty and the integrity of the noble behaviors that are being given, that are being expressed by you upon the populations around you. Okay, so it's definitely a good thing for humanity, a good thing for society, a good thing for the environment, so do that. So as you, as you receive the activation sequences within you, you'll get certain compulsions that are going to be strange to you. You may have extreme levels of libido. You may have libido that just goes out the roof and you may be self-stimulating you know, this way or that way. Uh, you may be, you know, getting into say some of, the, some of the pornography or things of that nature, which I'm gonna tell you right now to avoid. Avoid that. And avoid excessive self-stimulation too. You don't need that. It, just because it feels good doesn't mean you always do it. Okay? Uh, yeah, name the drug. You know, heroin probably feels pretty good the first few times you do it until it starts getting you and then it's not so good. Okay? So you, you try to stay away from that pleasure matrix that we all have within us. You know, we all have that search for pleasure. And I'm telling you to control it. I'm telling you to, to you know, take your hands off yourself and meditate. Okay, take your hands off of yourself and do some volunteer service. Go to a nursing home and visit the people. Sing to them, play a guitar, whatever you got. Just sit there and hold their hand. Okay, uh, go to a homeless shelter and, and, and you know, assist with the soup line or or uh, do what my, what my friend Rosemary uh, Goliath, who, who, is, uh, who is here right now, who's listening, and make some sleeping bags. Make them a sandwich. Do something nice for a person. Help them across the street. <laughs> and it's not just people. You can do it for the animals too, you know? Help that, that, that dog. Don't necessarily take him to the pound or the or the shelter because that's kind of like a death sentence these days. So, you know, help them in a way that allows them to find a, a new permanent home, a happy home, okay? Uh, don't use pesticides on your lawn. Don't use insecticides around your house. Begin the practice of ahimsa. Ahimsa is a Sanskrit word that means do no harm, do not kill. These are the activities of the kundalini activated individual. Before that big spinal sweep comes up, these are the qualities of grace that you want to begin to behave within to allow this to occur within you. Okay, it's very important. A lot of people, you know, I've got, you know, I, I get on the internet and I see this and that, and uh, a lot of folks will think, oh, well, he's just activated. He's not really awakened. In the United States right now, I would rather have more activated people. <laughs> the awakening is going to occur uh, in its own timeline, but the activation is what can really turn the society around. Caring about each other, having compassion about each other, giving volunteerism for each other, for this world, for this environment. This really makes a huge difference. And within your energetic anatomy makes a very big difference for you because you're bringing in aspects of love. The noble behaviors are all based on kindness, consideration, and reflections of love from you 
into the environment, your social environment, the, the ecology, uh, the environments that surround you, and most importantly, your inner environment. As that level of love is practiced and dispensed by you consciously, on purpose, into the populations, that begins to stimulate the kundalini in a greater way. It will rise further up the spine. You may begin to have a heart activation. Uh, certain chakras may begin to open up and then close and then open up and then close and then open up and stay open for a while. And you can feel this happening within you. And it gives you, you know, definitely gives you different sensations. You may start having creas. You may start shake, having the shaky creas here. You know, some of you have done ayahuasca, the jungle tea from the Amazon jungle. Uh, you know, you may have started shaking anyway, just by virtue of that experience, that, that experience of liquid shakti running through your veins and, and beginning to merge and sculpt and change your energetic anatomy, you know, also based upon your spiritual practice of the safety. Okay, so there, there are different ways to do this, but the best way really is to begin a practice of the noble behaviors, to go out of your way. Once again, this is an action of the kundalini activated individual, the activation that is, that is pushing a person towards levels of love, expressed love upon anyone. Doesn't have to be a family member. Family members are easy. You already love the family member. You already, you know, maybe you know. Maybe, maybe there's some forgiveness that needs to happen there, you know. I was talking with, uh, with some people earlier today, and it's like, it's like, yeah, there's always a couple of people in the family that's not, you know, maybe not going to fit so well with you. And so it gives you a great opportunity for forgiveness. And that, too, is an action of love. And so as you fill your space within with love, express love, and fill your space outside of you with express love, pretty much you have an inside-outside environment of love. And this is when the spinal sweep will begin to activate. Okay. This is when that begins to occur. This awakening is what gives you this kundalini formation on top of your head. And you may often feel like somebody's dancing on your head. You know, it's like someone's walking around there, it's like going, you know, kicking the tires, what's going on here? You know, and you'll feel that, you'll kind of go, I swear to God, there's a bug in my hair. I got a, I got a bug, in, I have a bug in my hair. What is that, what's going on? You know, and you'll be looking around your hair, is it going in the mirror going, where's the bug? You know, but it's not a bug. <laughs> Actually, it's a fairly common experience, a very, com a very common phenomenon. Uh, some of the, the ancients would call it the head dancer. And if you look at some of the Hindu iconography or, or statues, you know, they'll, they'll show a little person with legs dancing around on the top of your head. And that, that's an indication of Kundalini awakening or activation because towards the end of the activation, right before the awakening, the head dancer will come. It will come. And it will come off and on. It doesn't have to be there all the time. Uh, so these are some of the expressions and the 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 workings of what Kundalini does to an individual. Um, you must reach out during the activation. Uh, this, is, this, this video is really about the activation and how that 
can not only serve you within your Kundalini Awakening system, but also serve your environments around you, serve your kids. I mean, look at the possibilities here, really. Look at the possibilities. What are your children watching when they see you practice the safeties? What are they learning when they see you helping a stranger? What are they absorbing as they experience the love that is being projected out of you and that they can see reflected within you behind your eyes? When you tuck them in at night, what are they feeling but that, that energetic surge of your kundalini as it begins, as it's activating through your system? What are they learning from that? How does that affect their future? It's a very, very positive force. Okay. Now, for some of you, you know, you, you didn't know what was going on and the kundalini activates within you and, and it just scares you to death because of the different phenomena. It just scares you to pieces and, and you don't know where to turn. You go to the MDs and they're going, well, we think you have a level of bipolarism with uh, maybe a little smattering of schizophrenia. Yeah, hearing voices, are you? You know, and so, you know, they'll make this, this diagnosis that they look up in their Merck manual and go, spiritual emergency, typically bipolarism mixed with schizophrenia. They don't really, they can't relate to what you're having. And so they put it into a little box and say, okay, you've got bipolar and schizophrenia, here's a drug. And most of you are going to reach for that drug because you don't know what's occurring and you want it to stop because it's taking you over. It's driving your body like you drive a car, and you're not happy about that. You're going to resist that. So as you resist that, and as you come into these levels of fear, you're going to broadcast that fear the same way that I'm saying right now that you need to broadcast the love. But you're going to be broadcasting fear. And what does fear attract? What does fear attract? Well, it attracts more fear. And it attracts those things that feed off of fear. It's like blood in the water for some of these non-corporeal entities. They'll see a person kind of go, oh my God, what is going on with me? Oh, Rosemary, help me, I don't know what's going on. I'm seeing weird stuff in my ceiling. And my hands are like morphing. I have more fingers than I should have. And I don't know what's going on. I mean, you saved me. But you won't have a rosemary and you won't have an amelia. You'll just have your fear. And that fear can attract an entity. And that entity can make its home within your body. Begin to drive you using fear. Using, you know, some of the many different foul strategies that they have to, to take away the joy, to take away the pleasure to take away the levels of love and security that you can have. And, and what I'm going to suggest you do at this time is to practice a system called the crucible of reversal. So the crucible of reversal is that every time uh, you are being given a, a command or a suggestion or a motivation to do something bad for yourself, including thinking bad about yourself, you turn it right around and you replace it with something good with something healthy, with something wholesome, with something that makes you smile. And you, uh, you do that over and over and over, and I promise you, you will sour the milk. 
you will sour that taste of fear because really as you do it over and over you know you're consistent with that practice and it will begin to maybe look for another victim maybe look for another host now it's not a guarantee for all okay but it is fairly successful Amelia, would you agree with that yeah, yeah, it's fairly successful. And I've seen it happen over and over and over with other people too. This is why I'm suggesting it to you right now. And I have, a, I'm surrounded with Amelia and Joey and Dominique and, and, and uh, Katie and Rosemary. Did I already say you? I said Amelia, huh? Sorry, my bad. Anyway, uh, this can also happen to you, but as you can understand, there's a way out. There's a way out of fear, and the fear is to practice love, is to practice the safeties, is to practice forgiveness, is to practice, you know, giving selfless service for others. These are the ways that, you know, you always go back to love. Love is the key. Love is the source. Okay? When you go back to love, and that includes loving yourself, that includes having confidence and competency in who you are, how you are, why you are, what you are, and what you're doing here, and why God has graced you with the Kundalini, you'll come back into a level of balance, but you've got to trust it. And trusting that level of balance is not always easy to come by, but if you practice it again and again and again and again, it will return to you. Okay, it will return to you. And sometimes we're given an entity like this in order to force our behaviors into a certain expression. Um, I know that Amelia here, do you mind if I mention it? I know that Amelia here, she had an entity uh, come into her and it was for egoic uh, behavioral modification. So anytime that her ego came up to her and said, oh yes, I am the Celtic queen of questionable comforts within the bastion of the great Irish nation. And I, it is I, who controls my fate. You know, whenever she would come into, a, say, a, a position like that, uh, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm joking around a little bit here. Uh, boom, entity comes in and starts to really try to wreck her, tries to corrupt her, inserts corrosive thoughts or corrosive uh, inner dialogue, corrosive attitudes into her energetic anatomy and because she knows about the crucible of reversal, she's able to counter it every time. Every time. And it's not really bothering her so much anymore. You remember it, you always remember it, but you don't necessarily feel it. You don't hear it shouting or cussing at you or telling you to commit suicide. Okay. So that's another aspect of the Kundalini Awakening. It may not be the most positive aspect, I admit that. It's not always gonna be a, a positive uh, experience when we're, when we're activating and we're trying to change our behaviors from the ego, you know, the egocentrism into the, the, uh, the pre-enlightened consciousness. You know, that pre-enlightenment takes a lot of work to attain. And it's, you know, for some people it's gonna take years to attain. You'll be in that stage for a number of years. And that's not a bad thing. That's nothing to be afraid of. That's nothing to say, oh, well, I'm activated. You know, because eventually you're going to awaken. Eventually you will. 
I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know under what circumstances, but I do know that if you're activated, eventually you're going to awake. The Kundalini will sweep you, and it will sweep you in different ways. After the sweep, after you have bonded with divinity, there are still changes to be made. That's not the destination. You just reached a peak. And now that you're standing on that mountain, you're looking at another peak over there. And you start your journey up that other peak. It's, you're not, you know, within the Kundalini continuum, you know, you're not really ever done with it. You're not done as you live in egocentric society. You're not done changing yourself into grace, into stronger and stronger levels of grace. You know, I've had this awakening um, close to 28 years now. And I'm still working on it. It's still working on me. I'm compelled to come out here and talk with you like this. This is part of my journey, part of what the Kundalini is saying. Go out and give the truth. Go out and give authenticity. Go out and give people information so they don't wind up in a psych ward, so they don't wind up killing themselves, so they don't wind up hamstringing themselves through fear because they don't know what's occurring. Well, now you know what's occurring. And let me go even further. Let me go to a, a step even further for you. Kundalini is natural, it's organic, it's free range. It's not GMO. If maybe you're not eating GMO, which I don't suggest you do. Kundalini is natural to the body. It's as natural as your blood and your hair and your skin. And you need to understand that God's grace is what you were born with. And God's grace is what is activated and awakening within you right now. And you have nothing to fear. Nothing. And you never did. The only thing that really fears within your system is the ego. The ego fears. You don't need to fear Kundalini. I was speaking to a woman today. We're putting on a seminar here in the in the Twin Cities. Um, this is the second of, of some talks that I'm giving uh, around the city. And, uh, you know, she says, well, you know, I live in Manhattan and, and uh, you know, they, for a while there, they were having a lot of people come over and, you know, awaken the Kundalini and so many people were having a problem with it. Well, you know, I really wonder if it's something that I want to do. You know, because, you know, so many people were having a problem with it. And the only reason they were having a problem with it is the people that they were going to, to learn about it, were not giving them honest, authentic uh, structure and information about what is occurring. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, some of them were coming into the Kundalini searching for power and, you know, competition wanting to have an edge on society. Know what that stock market is going to do. Know who's getting the raise in the office. You know, that type of thing. And these are just egocentric expressions. And the Kundalini will not typically allow you to understand what is going on in those areas. It just won't. 
It's not of a, of a divine expression. It may give you some information about your office worker, you know, if you, you know who's having some problems, whatnot, who might respond to a, to a positive healing, or you know, what's going on in the office, how you need to be aware in order to continue to make your livelihood. It might help you there. But it's not going to let you know what the cards are under the dealer's deck if you're a gambling person. You're not going to get to know these things because you've got to play it straight. You've got to play it honest with integrity. Okay. Kundalini is more about integrity than it is about giving you an edge on the, comp the competition. It's very important for you to remember that. Okay. So right now, Right now, this very moment, as I sit under the heart chakra and the throat chakra, speaking to you, communicating to you about love and the various aspects of love that the Kundalini activation and awakening gives to you, the joy, the bliss, the ecstasy, they're all real. They're all real. You need to understand that too. It's not a figment of your imagination. So much, you're going to want to think, oh God, I'm just having this really weird imaginative spike. Oh my gosh, how, how do I deal with that? Just like, I'm just an overactive imagination. It's not your imagination. Within the Kundalini continuum, there is no such thing as just my imagination. There's your mental mind, your mental body, your physical body, your emotional body, your, your psychological body, your, your ego, and your spiritual body. These are the bodies that you have. You didn't hear me mention imagination anywhere. Imagination is, is kind of a creation, a linguistic creation uh, within the English and other languages that allow a person to, to not have to respond to the intuitive impulses that are coming through them, but to allow a, a, uh, a denigration of, the, of the, the experience of the fantastic. Not all cultures do that. The shamanic cultures don't do this. The Native American cultures don't do this. But a lot of the, uh, the, the cultures on this world do that. And they do that as a, as a method of helping a child get over their nightmare. Oh, honey, it was just an imagination. Just a dream, honey. Go back to sleep, it's not real. Well, yeah, it is real. You're experiencing it, it's real. Okay. And so within the Kundalini understanding, there is no such thing as imagination. So these phenomena that you're having, you know, you're feeling your bed bouncing, your feet, you know, your table's lifting, or, you know, the, you know some uh, para-phenomena is happening to you, some fantastic things are happening to you, birds are landing on you, bees are landing on you, you don't know why, you keep swatting them off, they don't sting you. These are real things, not your imagination. And the things that I'm telling you right now are not your imagination. You're being drawn to listen to this video, to watch this video, maybe more than once, so that you can begin to understand the cascades of energy 
that will be pouring down you and up you at the same time. Okay. Now you can go to my website, Kundalini Awakening Systems One.com, and you can read some more material there that I have. I've been doing this for a while now, over a decade, and I've collected some some written experiences. Uh, I also do seminars all over the place, which is what we're here preparing. And uh, I'd like to thank you, uh, gentle audience, for, for watching this and taking whatever grace and goodness that you can have at this point, uh, taking from that and applying that to your personal situation. Um, I said earlier that I don't follow any religion and I don't. I don't follow any specific technique except perhaps the safety protocol. I follow the Kundalini and what she gives for me to do. And I've been streaming Kundalini this whole time in this video. Um, check it out, feel the information, feel whether it's authentic for you. If it is, great, practice it. If it isn't, then don't, just ignore it. Okay? But I wanna thank you for your attention. And I wish for you the most blessed, beautiful, joyful, ecstatic journey that you can possibly have where you are right now. Thanks for watching.